Welcome to the Double Technical Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Lucas Fryman, and I am joined with my other co-hosts, Michael and Brian. Brian, let's start with you today. How are you doing? I am doing just fine. It's nice to be back uh, after a, a decent absence, being busy, playing music for a lot of people who may care and who may not care. So All I can say <laughs> is... Um, you know what? Hold on. I, I I'm gonna care, s- Brian. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. That's the only uh, thing. It's, it's the only thing I care about. And there's so Michael, our other co-host. So how are you today, Michael? I'm fantastic. I, I wait for no introduction. I just jump in when I want. That's fine. So that's actually Lucas. <laughs> actually, for for us, for us, like coming back, like I'm, I'm, it's kind of a subpar introduction. Man. I'm sorry. Okay, I we need we need like Vince McMahon esque productions here like, I, in order to come back appropriately. I. I don't know Vince Smith. Okay. Um, (laughs) The best way to get us pumped up is we should hold sparklers over our head when we're introducing ourselves so we can feel like we're walking out. Yes. Production music. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. All right. Let's let's try to add that in. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, so everyone, it's been a little bit. So we are going to re we are revamping the show for a new format to guarantee that you get to hear all three of our lovely, uh, manly feminine voices. And uh, I'm speaking for myself. Um, so (laughs) Lucas, can I jump in real quick? Of course. So since we're revamping, we're all in on this. We would really, really, really love for some love in the review section. Yes. We, yes. we don't need to hear comments about how awesome we are. We already know that. In <laughs> fact, if you want to put anything in the comment section, just put your favorite hosts so we can argue with each other on who that is. That's perfect. But just give us five stars on iTunes because they are very, very particular on how they rank their podcast depending on reviews. So if you yeah. like us, please give us that <laughs> review. That would actually mean a lot to this podcast. And I will throw it back to you, Lucas. Definitely. Great, great job there, Michael. Actually, um, do you mind if I do you mind if I have a if I jump in as well? Of course. Um, I I would say that uh, the most important thing is that if we don't get up on you know the charts on iTunes because you guys are giving us five stars, who's going to hear my excellent take about Urban Meyer coaching OS or uh, coaching USC? Oh in my gosh! You're supposed to say that for the end of the show. I know I am, but at the same time, like that's us. the most important take. <laughs> I'm riding that train until it happens. So. All right. Well, yes, we need all those things and you know, it just helps us grow. We appreciate it. if you like, share, do all that stuff on social media. It helps us a ton and review. We actually have gotten a lot of reviews um over the past few weeks, which is great. Let's keep it up. That'll help us rank on iTunes again since they changed their stupid algorithm. Um so <laughs> Also send us some messages too on things you want us to talk about. Yes. We'd love to hear your feedback and we'd love to uh you know, give you some knowledge on three people that don't know what they're talking about on subjects you're interested in. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can comment yeah. on things. You can uh, call or text 513-788-1490. That is the double technical hotline. Um, you can do all those things. And by the way, while we're all added on throwing out things, don't forget SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com and use code double technical for $20 off your first ticket purchase. That is our show's lovely sponsor. Um, so show them support. So are we ready for the new format guys? Oh, I can't wait. All right. So with that being said, we're going to throw it to Brian and he's going to give us some topics of the sports world that we all need to discuss real quick. 
Okay, so obviously um, right now the heavy sport, there's two heavy sports going on right now, the NBA and the NHL, and I don't think either one of you guys care too much about hockey, so I'm going to I'm gonna refrain from diving. I, I don't NHL. care now that the Blue Jackets are out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, you like the Blue Jackets? No, I just I – just, <laughs> You're the same as an Ohio State. No, 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 no. I don't no, – No, there is no difference. <laughs> I don't like them. I just love that they were an underdog, an eight seed. All right, move on. You're, you're rooting for them for the same reason people are rooting for the Cleveland Browns right now, which is pretty typical of Ohio professional sports teams. Um, I'm offended. Okay. So, anyways, now that the NHL take is out of the way, um, I did want to. I, I work. It's it's obviously vamping up. We're going into the uh, the conference finals in the NBA uh, playoffs. Just a little recap: uh, the Raptors uh, and the Bucks are playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Trailblazers and Warriors. Are, uh, are starting actually tomorrow, um, or I guess it would be today if you're listening to the podcast, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're starting They're starting the uh, – Gave away the illusion, series. Brian. Damn it. <laughs> um, the, the, Raptors, uh, the Raptors won four, uh, four games three over the 76ers off of an absolutely insane shot by yeah, Kawhi well. Leonard. Um, best playoff buzzer beater ever. Playoff shots. Ooh. Probably one of the best playoff shots I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was amazing. Um, just and the fact that it, it it like dink and dunked and went all over the place before it went in. It, it just most dramatic shot I think Four I've ever bounces. seen. There you go, yeah, Brian. You just came up with something. We know the double doink in football. The doink dunk is the basketball saying. The doink and dunk is basketball season's <laughs> postseason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, season ender. Um, so and then you know beyond that the the Warriors as expected beat the Rockets four games to two even without Kevin Durant Kevin Durant gets out with a with an was it Achilles injury what what, what it was a left was calf, calf strain right? um, left calf strain. I notoriously like uh, when he was running down the court yeah I notoriously decided to text everyone I know. I'm going into medical school. That's an Achilles just for it all to come out and be like, uh, just a strain. And I'm like, I know nothing. I really hoping this podcast there. takes off. You don't have to worry about that old medical school. Uh, yes, because apparently <laughs> I don't know a calf from an Achilles. Anyways. Um, continuing the recap, the, uh, the Bucks topped the Celtics four games to one. The Celtics came out hot in game one. And then Giannis and the just embarrass them for the rest of the series. Michael, yeah, what, what was what was his name again? Yeah, we don't need to review. We've already reviewed his name. Let's just move on <laughs> to the next topic. So, uh, so yeah, that sets the stage um, for uh, for the conference finals: um, the Raptors, Bucks, Trailblazers, and Warriors. So, I guess the first question I have for you guys is: uh, what uh, what's your what's your prediction for the conference finals? <clears throat> Real quick, Lucas, before. We dive into that. Can we just all agree, by the way, that Paul Pierce has taken the biggest L in sports history over the past month and a half? Um, yeah, it's been pretty bad, to be honest with you. What? I, I think I might have missed this. What did he say now? Uh, oh, Lucas, can you recap? So we know the D Wade in- uh, incident where you know yes. I I so went out there and said keep yes, his name out your mouth. About, he said something bad about the love of your life. Yes. What else did he do? Thank you for you know acknowledging that. Um, he then after Celtics won Game One against the Bucks said the series was over. Celtics were going to win in four or maybe five games. Yeah, it's a pretty big. L oh to take yeah, that I remember him saying that. Okay, is that all? Yes. Yes. Um, I, mean, what I, hold, I have a okay. Here's my argument to that. He is trying to make his name in the commentating world. 
He obviously played for the Celtics for a long time. Being a Celtic homer is a good thing to build yourself upon and make yourself known as that so you can be on multiple, you know, talking shows for anything about Celtics. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay, so Paul Pierce Paul Pierce makes a bad take in order to try and establish himself in the sporting world. What's Max Kellerman's excuse? <laughs> I was thinking... Does everybody know what I'm referring to? Max Kellerman saying Kawhi Leonard is better than Kobe Bryant? I mean... Is that not the most embarrassing thing you've ever heard a human being say? The other thing he said, and this is NFL-related, he said that Larry Fitzgerald uh, was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Wow. Larry okay, Fitzgerald is second in <laughs> history in, in receptions. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is second in history in receptions in the NFL. He has a, he, he, he has played in the Super Bowl, and he had 19 starting quarterbacks over his career. Okay, here's my argument. It's early. Kawhi Leonard, right. I think he is... A stud. He is. A stud. Is he better than now? No, but could he maybe be better? I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, but you're always like using that logic. You could also say that Giannis could be better than Kobe in his career. No, I mean I think that's also valid. I mean, yeah, I mean they're possible, but I you're I can't necessarily operate off of one season of operation. I, yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm just saying, like, I, <clears throat> I really think this set Leonard apart from a lot of the rest as a superstar. No, I agree. I agree that but I think that's one of the problems we have with our media nowadays. And it's not just our media members. It's like fans in general. They want that hot take. That's what's yeah. popular. All the shows now are like, this is my controversial hot take. So they have to say stuff like that in yeah. order to get clicks and views and listens. So I also think Max Kellerman just likes getting ripped apart by Stephen A. Smith sometimes. Like he, I think he's a sports take masochist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Every single day that he's on first take, he just gets ripped apart. Max Kellerman, I think, is very smart. I just don't think he's found his place in sports reporting. He's a, he's, now, Max Kellerman, if you, if you know his background much, he, he came from a, like a boxing and MMA background. Like He knows those sports very, very well. Yeah. But, he, I, man, watching he- him on first take. Is very painful. So, I missed Skip Bayless on that show more than I really ever thought I could. I think the moral of this story is why are you still watching First Day? Exactly. Well, true. Um, so, anyways, dialing back to the topic of discussion. What no, are your kinds of conference actually, no, I no. I, I gotta actually still oh, keep no. this off subject because no, we're, we're, no. we're going to circle back to that. I still have to do my review, sir. You know, we got to recap everything. Then we'll do the big questions. Um, okay. So, but the the thing that I have to say, we're talking about uh, bad takes. I have a quiz for you guys. This this okay. came out of nowhere, but because of this discussion, I have to ask it. Okay. So, in 2011, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless listed the top five NBA players currently in the league. Okay. Where do you think LeBron James placed on that list for both of them? Number Brian, two. you first. Number two. Michael? Yeah, he absolutely is. What? What? Did we lose him? Are you, I'm there. Can you oh, hear me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he absolutely is. <laughs> so you think... Lucas, do you want to repeat your question? Did you catch the question, Michael? Is LeBron James still top five, right? No, 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 no. Okay. In, in 2011, okay? Okay. Stephen A. Smith <laughs> and Skip Bayless came out with the top five players of that year, okay? 
Where okay. do you think LeBron James placed on that top five list? They had um, him at the same rank. Brian says second. Where do you think? Now, remember, this is coming off of the Mavericks loss, okay? <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that. Ooh, he might have been five. Third. Okay, trick question. He wasn't even on their top five lists. Ah, yeah. Do you want to? Yep. They both agreed, though, on the number one player. Can you guys guess who that was? Dirk oh, and no. Uh, Brian gave a shot with Dirk. Michael, you going to give it any shot? No, I have no idea. It was J.R. Dwayne Smith. Wade. Oh, Dwayne Wade. So, oh, I thought it was J.R. Smith. Should have guessed Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Yeah, just just you know, talking about bad predictions, like how the in the world could they put prime LeBron not in top five list? It was bad. Well, he lost to the Mavericks. Touche, touche. <laughs> um, I mean, it's all about wanting to predict the future, though, with stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's boring if the same few people are the stars every year. True. You have to like look at guys and be like, oh no, this is the next one. Yeah, we'll have that conversation. I mean, we'll have that okay. conversation. I'm, I have, I'm, I have that, I have that plan. We'll have. That I notoriously said Jason Tatum was going to be the MVP this year. So I, yep, yep, I remember you saying that. I, actually, that was that was a comically bad take. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> now that Brian recapped the National Sports Weekend, what I'm going to do real quick is recap the local, and then we'll dive into some three big questions that we want to deep dive for the show for everybody. So. Okay. Nothing really big going on in the Bengals organization, which is no surprise. I mean, they're doing a lot. Um, you know, they're trying to figure out who they want to keep. I mean, Brian, you're the Bengals person that I usually go to. Is anything exciting really going on Bengals world that we should really explain to the audience, or is it kind of we're waiting for training camp? Well, the biggest thing right now for me is that Ryan Finley, the NC State quarterback that we had drafted, looks comically bad in rookie minicamp. Um, that's not good which is not good that's not good that's uh so uh, i mean I how can you look that bad in uh rookie minicamp though if you look bad in rookie minicamp it's there's chances you're going to get absolutely decimated when the real guys come in exactly because so rookie minicamp like, like are a lot of undrafted players i mean is it decision making i don't it's yeah a, a lot of it's probably accuracy a lot of it's okay. probably uh like pre-snap reads learning an offense your mentality um, from a quarterback pers- per, uh, perspective, learning the playbook, uh, learning how to direct an offense, especially an offense under a quarterback coach. So is learning- it anything that can be taught or does he just not fundamentally have what it takes? It's stuff that it can be taught, but it's, he's, he's basically below, he's lower below the bar than he should be. Okay. Um, Which means we don't like, want to waste example, our time. For example, but, but again, you, you take these things with a grain of salt, but when you look bad in rookie manic camp, it's really not good. Like, like, for example, the Redskins had a lot of high marks on Dwayne Haskins, but they're taking that with a grain of salt because it was rookie minicamp. So he's just decimating the guys he was decimating last year. So as a fan of the Bengals, are we supposed to write this guy off or is there hope if he learns and gets better? I don't think you write him off. I think you wait until the preseason. Um, I mean, we just right- were hoping he was going to be a formidable backup, which okay. that's basically basically he's our right now. He's he's our. We were hoping to put him in a position that A.J. McCarron was where he'd have to come in and save the day if necessary while we wait to potentially draft Andy Dalton's replacement in, 20, or in 2020 because okay, the quarterback so class in 2020 is stacked. No, no, no. He's, no, no, he's no. not a replacement. Ryan Finley's yeah. not a replacement. He's just a guy. Well, I mean, okay, so if you're in that point then, 
to be honest, if he has to come in and play, you're screwed exactly. anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 But he's. But so the whole, I love Michael like, trying to be Bengals fan. Be like, <laughs> but <laughs> nothing to look at the season and be like, this season's over. Man. But the hope, the hope is that he was he was going to look better than Jeff Driscoll because Jeff Driscoll just looked abysmal last year when he came in. Okay. So the hope that he was going to be better than that, and right now it's not looking like that's the case. All right, we're already making myself depressed about Bengal season. All right, let's move on to some good news. And Big Blue Nation has great news on all fronts. Uh, football, we landed in the class of 2020, four-star recruit QB, Bo Allen. Or is that B.U.? I don't know. Bo, it could be French. Bo. <laughs> uh, either way, he committed to Kentucky. Four-star QB, that's pretty awesome for uh the state of kentucky and the wildcats football uh michael like especially you being our uk guy did that make you jump for joy a little bit i mean it always makes me happy you've got to get these in-state four stars when they happen especially in kentucky when they don't happen that often um i'm a little more hesitant we we've had a couple four stars in recent years quarterbacks specifically that have not been good. So I, I'm not, I'm excited that this happened, but I'm not being like program changer right here. It, it's a solid quarterback and you need to have three or four solid quarterbacks on your roster. So it's a good get. I'm just not going to go all in and call him the savior that some people are. Yeah, that that's going to come with time, and hopefully when he gets behind Wilson, he'll, he'll have a chance to grow a little bit. Um, now the even bigger news that I'm sure both of you are going to have a reaction to, uh, Kentucky basketball landed number three so, uh, small forward, don't know where I was going there, in the 2019 class, Johnny Juzang. Uh, Lucas, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose my reaction as a question to you. Um <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> because I so for anybody who doesn't know Lucas, um Lucas's immediate reaction to anything that's not a top 5 recruiting signing is that John Calipari is like he's lost his recruiting <laughs> luster. Um so Lucas has John Calipari lost his recruiting luster or no. or what's, <laughs> no, what's the situation, that is, man? No, you are grossly uh inflated is what you're trying to say and I'm not yes because look I he's he's a top 30 recruit pretty much he's going to be good I they don't have to be the top people he, I just expect John to have the number one class always and he's been finishing second every year to Duke and so that's the only reason why I got upset but this is a great find now I don't know what this means for the team. I mean, this definitely means that we're a little bit better. We're Here gonna have to wait. comes Pessimus Lucas. <laughs> I'm being – Brian, did you not hear Michael clinically diagnose, diagnose me on one of the last episodes uh, that oh, I'm cautiously yeah. pessimistic? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I remember. So, I remember. yeah, you, you know, I'm. Uh, we'll, we'll see what this means. Let's, let's let Michael talk about it because he'll rejuvenate everybody after listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's a great get. He is a guy in this upcoming season. What we're looking for from him is a guy that can come off the bench and hit a couple shots. That's all. He's more important for the year after next year for our team. He's, he's a great addition, and he you know replaces Baker leaving. But 
he's not the piece that's going to change. It's a good get. It's not everything, though. Oh, whoa. Michael not screaming from the rooftops uh, national championship. No, no, not yet. I need two more guys to make their decisions. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good take. I I still yeah. I still have high hopes for this uh for Cal Perry to, to land, you know, another couple of guys, especially especially because I feel like the, I feel like Kentucky's roster is gonna open up big time. Well like and I'll be honest right. with you, I was a lot more optimistic about five minutes ago than no. I am right now. Oh okay. why? Because Evan McDaniels just changed his pick on uh Jaden McDaniels from Kentucky to unknown. No. So that was huge. Crap. I was oh, expecting no. him. Yeah. Um, now, granted, man, people are comparing that guy to Durant. You don't take that lightly. You don't take that lightly, especially now with Kevin Durant like exploding. Dude, but Jayden if, if McDaniels doesn't to go to Kentucky, awesome. I still think there's a good chance he goes to Kentucky. If he does not go to Kentucky, he's probably going to go to Washington where he will be lost and not legitimately impact the NCAA tournament and Kentucky can still get black share. I wanted both, but I'm greedy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. think we'll still get McDaniels. Um his brother is in the league and did really decent and he's much, much better than his brother. So Yeah. Yeah. And uh so like obviously if you follow KSR you're probably gonna see that he's periscoping in a little bit to talk about it. So obviously something happened. Yeah, Matt and you would have to. Oh, now I'm gonna have to my question John. Spin on things, <laughs> and my optimistic spin is McDaniel's found out we got Blackshear, and he decided to change his mind. And that, yeah, my pessimistic spin is John is not doing his job. Anyways, um, okay, we got the number one recruiting class right now. Relax, <laughs> breathe, breathe. <sighs> Lucas, okay. Lucas, it doesn't matter if we get the number one recruiting class if we don't win the national championship. Championship by 30 points is a failed season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lucas has issues. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, continuing on, we're not supposed to talk so much about my problems. Um, so FC Cincinnati, since we last talked, uh, s- uh, got rid of their coach coach. Um, <laughs> coach. Coach Koch. I know. It was Coach it was, Cook. That coach. Was, I don't know how to say it. I couch, just call him Allen. Cooch. I don't know. Um. Anyways, they got rid of him, and then we came out and finally won our and ended our seven-game losing streak as we uh, beat the Montreal Impact two to one on Saturday. So that was just awesome, and I'm looking forward to Orlando City on Sunday. Hopefully, we'll be able to beat them um, and start a win streak. Um, and then two quick things to wrap up: just the local quick discussions. Um, NKU has decided to hold on to the women's head coach who I am sadly blanking on the name right now. Um, after all the abuse allegations, I was really surprised that they uh, are willing to stick behind their coach. I just wonder what their internal investigation told them or, or what was going on for them to, to take a stand with her. So um, I thought that was a, a questionable move. I'm going to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the allegations were blown out of proportion. I think it was one player who just, I mean, I think it was an intense college basketball practice and one player couldn't hang. Yeah. I think that was it. I think that was it. I think it was, I think it was just allegations blown out of proportion in an era where everybody has to take a stand against something. And I I think 
solely because you didn't really see a ton of players go up and stand behind her. You didn't really hear anything behind that. You just heard one player come out with a voice against the coach that I think, I, I think was just being an intense coach. I mean, if that, if it, that's not anywhere, I guarantee you Tom Izzo's practices in Michigan state are more intense than that. <laughs> guarantee it. Well, so if that's, if that's, if that's the way that they want to approach getting treated like athletes, then they don't, they shouldn't be playing college basketball. And, and maybe that's what the internal investigation led to. Um, that's what I'm, I'm kind of banking on that. Then the the last team is the Cincinnati Reds. They are eighteen and twenty three and suck. Um, so that's the conclusion. <laughs> this is the thing. Reds. Okay, they this don't is the thing about the Reds. <laughs> this is the thing about the Reds. I know, I know, absolutely nothing about baseball, but I don't think they suck. I think they're just struggling hitting. They are. They have they have the third best ERA in baseball. They have the third best yeah, ERA I mean, in baseball. Uh, there was a crazy no. stat. I don't remember it, but like uh, us against the Giants this year, we've outscored them by like 15 runs, but have lost more of the games. Yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah, they have, like I said, they have the third best ERA in baseball. The thing that's holding them back is that they have, the, they, they're right in the middle of the road when it comes to batting average. If they get their batting average into the top 10, they'll be a playoff team. It's the only thing is they can't back it up with, with hits. Especially hey, Brian, you know more about it than I do. How does our roster look for like, okay, I know you said we get our batting together and we're a playoff team. I agree with that. How does that look for us next year and the year after? Are we keeping these guys or are we losing these guys? Because I don't know if this year's the year, but I want to look to the future. I think I think Yasiel Puig will stick around. I think Alex Wood, Tanner Roark, I think Luis uh, Suarez, I think uh, I think the, the, the bare bones, the core of the team, is going to stick around. The and, good uh, thing about the coming years is our farm system, Michael, is amazing right now. Yeah. Really? The Louisville, That's Bats, new. the Louisville Bats have a ton of prospects. The Reds have drafted very well in the past three years. Okay. Um, especially, and I think, I think they did the right move. I think, I think the overall move as far as uh, what happened when they decided, okay, let's go ahead and dive into a win-now situation was that they realized that, oh, our AAA and AA prospects, are they can really make some stuff happen in the next, you know, a couple of years, especially if you want to bring them in and stick them on the bench. Cause, um, right now, I mean, right now we have, we have a good lineup. Um, it's just, sometimes it's just not connected. That's the problem. A lot of it's time too. Okay. Yeah. We're um, struggling so at putting I, good baseball and all ends together. And I, I really think, I really think, um, if, if this team had a, had a, a purely defined ACE, uh, Meaning, you know, somebody, somebody like a somebody um, call up Aaron hey Harang or Bronson Royal. Yes, I'm gonna if, go on if you had if you second, had a guy. You all keep talking. I'm gonna try to get more information about this change of Kentucky recruiting. Go like, for cool. it. Okay, all that right. sounds good. But if um if uh if you like if you if you stack these guys up, um, we have three guys who are no, number two, number three guys on a pitching staff. We need a definitive number one. Um, I think we were hoping that that either Tanner Rourke or Alex Wood could be that, but they're not that. I, it's just I, I think the frustrating part is how we go from, like I said, we we just can't seem to put it together. You know, well, we, we get the good pitching one game and then good hitting the next. It's like, can we please just work together? <laughs> but it's and and it always seems to go like that. But but ultimately, the the biggest struggle that the Reds are going through. Um, 
right now just seems to be the, the bats and the bat and the timing and um overall there's just a lot of bounces not going their way um but I will say that the rest of the season should turn out well, so long as the bats can come around. I, I, I think the Reds can can really turn it turn into a playoff team. There, it's and I, I think I had that thought at the beginning of the season as well was that the pitching staff was going to really um, re- was really going to change a lot of things. Uh, you know, change change a lot of uh, of games our way because our pitching staff last year just couldn't put it together. Um, now we just need the bats to catch up. So. so. Now now we have to filibuster as our UK insider is working feverishly to figure out some things for us. Um, filibuster. <laughs> what? I mean, would you not call I it? Like, I like the fact that you use the word filibuster. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So while we're doing that and we're talking about local, um, me and you really love FC Cincinnati. And, you know, because yes. we were just doing the runoff, we didn't really, you know – plan on spending this much time but we're we're giving our insider time to dive in um (laughs) so what was your thought on them finally firing um couch cooch coach whatever cook cook (laughs) um i think i think he he was a really good guy to get you from point a to get you from the uso to the mls but i think the mls just kind of caught up to him Mm -hmm. um there this te- this was going to be a growing pains year. That was just the way it was going to be. I know, like Atlanta didn't go through that in their first season, obviously because they went and won the whole darn thing. But, um, you know, I, this is a growing pains year, um, and we're just going to have to expect to deal with that. Do you um, think it was appropriate to go ahead and make that move, or should he have yeah. been given the whole year? No, you needed to bring in somebody. Um, you needed to bring in somebody who could who could manage and 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 actually make you know make an MLS squad play MLS soccer. You Can know, I ask a question without knowing much knowledge? I'm back, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Our UK insider is now back. Uh, what what's the question? So is he the coach that like has been leading them the last couple of years though? Yeah. So. Why all of a sudden? I mean, I understand they made the jump, but why, why the lack of trust? I mean, he obviously led them led them to some great records. Yeah, but now you're playing with MLS players who are going to have different standards, and you're playing you're against with MLS. Yeah, but you think he forgot how to play soccer? No, no but you're playing but on a different tier. That that would be it's like almost the same. Okay, it's almost the same as like moving. It, it it's like okay. Here's a good here's a good real world example. Uh, Bayline from Michigan just got hired to be the Cavs head coach, and I don't think he's going to. Yeah, no. Yeah, how did you not bring that up in your segment, sir? (laughs) I don't think it's going to. I don't. I don't think it's going to succeed at all. Um, and and again, it's the same thing. College coaches who can coach the college game can't coach in in the NBA. It's just a different. You know that that has been the case mostly. So, um, John Calipari was bad. Rick Pitino was bad. Um, I'm sure if Coach K went up and coached the NBA, he wouldn't be that great. I hate it, uh, here, here's a quick not local thing that I just have to throw out there. Which coaching hire was worse, Bayheim or uh, Fogel with Jason Kidd as the assistant coach? Don't even get me started on the Lakers. Uh, do you, okay, can yeah. I double down on my take? I had a take that I sent to this group message this week that the Lakers are the worst run franchise in professional sports, and I think I'm doubling down on that take. I mean, I think as long as the Browns are a franchise, you can't take that take. But <laughs> um, I'm just saying, 
I'm just saying they're not how, good right now. It's really bad. I, it's it's and this is the bad. problem with the NBA right now. Is the NBA right now has to figure out their identity. They want to be a players first league and give the players the power. But this is what happens when you give the players the power. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, absolutely. And and ultimately, I mean, here's here's a here's a hot button topic. Do you think? I mean, do you think anybody's going to want to go to Los Angeles? Yes, uh, that'll happen. But that's another time. I got another uh, soccer question for the local. Okay. okay. So it looks like the uh, Major League Soccer and everything that's controlling soccer in this country has decided against any type of um, tier league thing where the top three go up, the bottom three go down, stuff like that. Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? We just Can don't have enough clubs. Question? No, yeah. do, do we not though? Because even if you take the top two, I feel like we have enough. I mean, you're talking. Because I mean, look the... at Louisville. Louisville's about to have a pro-style stadium. I mean, you've got teams that can, are ready to go up. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking the teams that are in these other European countries are like schools where kids are brought up just to play soccer. They go to these clubs. They have all these different leagues because there's a process. There's a minor league, you know, all this stuff kind of. We have it in baseball. We do, but soccer has not reached the pinnacle yet to deserve uh, to get that uh, sort of. I just See, even even States. two leagues. You don't think two leagues could work? I think two leagues could work. Um, it, it could, but see, I think we're underestimating Americans identity their cities they love their cities they love their city sports teams i honestly think all of our professional sports leagues could succeed in this uh format Mm -hmm. the cities probably get super behind their teams especially those border teams that you might go up or down i could see that being huge support our country loves the underdogs going up the the only problem i have the only problem I have with that right now is that the MLS as it stands only has 24 teams, which is low for a sports league. I yes. think that's okay. I think it's well, low for do you, sports. Do you league. know what the league under has? Do you know how many there are in that league? Uh, the USL. Yeah. Um, let me take a look. Cause I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, even if they have 12 to 18, I think USL I still think you has... can make it work. But I think 18, that's, I, that's like trying to say 18? the XFL is going to compete with the NFL, I think. Oh, oh, that's another episode because I think they are. Oh actually, gosh. you know, the funniest thing is the USL actually has 36 teams. You, you know what's funny about the XFL? Mm. The XFL already has enough money for two years, even if they don't make a cent. It's because it's Vince McMahon's league. Yeah, because Vince McMahon's rich and crazy. But I'm um, telling you, the XFL is going to end up competing. All right, so this has been a great local segment talk. <laughs> yes, the local seg- if the local segment does not talk about anything, it should be the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, anyways, to answer your to answer your wonder, it was uh, it was thirty six teams in the USL, which is a lot of teams. That's a lot of teams. Yeah. So therefore, you can make two leagues. You can make two leagues. Yeah. All right. I just uh, I'm, I'm glad like Cincinnati moved up. I'm yes. sorry. You know, I think it sucks they're not having the success success they felt they would um well you are gonna I have still success think the future is bright though oh yeah i mean fc cincinnati the great thing too about the mls is you can 
make a run. I mean, that's soccer, actually. You can make runs out of nowhere and become the champion. Look at Atlanta. I mean, yeah, that, that was not supposed to happen, and it did. Well, plus <laughs> we've got the uh, World Cup coming soon, too. Yeah, which that that's going to be a bump to soccer attendance. I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait um, just for. More has soccer. FC uh, Cincinnati announced their stadium location yet? Yes, it's West End. West End. The West, West side End. Even though I was Smart really hoping for Newport. No, I don't think Newport would have been good. I think the West Side of Cincinnati is the best place to put that stadium because it, yeah. it, the culture of that area. It's very close to the university. All the university kids are crazy about uh, – they've gotten crazy about the soccer team. Uh, the West End is 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 full of a lot of people who are uh, – and let's – I'm just going to say it. So- soccer is a hipster sport, and that's a part of the hipster area. <laughs> that's that's the fact. I mean – I take offense to that. <laughs> it is. Not a I'm not, it's not a I bad love thing. soccer. Now, Grant, I will walk in to hear um, – Small tap room and drink beer, but I'm not a hipster, damn it. I don't have <laughs> Michael, you're a, a millennial and get over it. You are a millennial. Get back. over it. Not that hipsters do that, I'm just saying. <laughs> just, like, just but really okay, and I'll give you I'll give you my counter example of that. I when I was in Seattle, three pro sports teams were advertised very heavily all over the city. And the Sounders were equally as advertised as the Seahawks <laughs> and the Mariners. Because Seattle is the hipsteriest town in America. No, that is a fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. All that right. Is absolutely a fact. Uh, so, <laughs> with all of this being said, is there, anything, the, is there anybody we haven't insulted yet? No. I think we should go through that route no, and take care of the rest of. Them. Let's not. Let's uh, move on um, from the local segment, and we're gonna have Brian take us down to the Old Town Road and ride that horse till we can't no more. I um, can't believe you did that, Brian. Is that a, Derby reference or no? Uh, no, no, but that reminds me. Psych local segment not over. Um, Kentucky <laughs> Derby. Uh, oh, we should talk about that. Yeah, we. No, need... no, I'm absolutely. I have my take on the Kentucky Derby. Okay, let Michael. We're gonna hold yours because yours seems a lot more passionate. Um, Brian, well, that's pretty passionate. Uh, let's hear, <laughs> hear your take real quick about the historic decision to take away the winners what was the winner supposed to be uh where is supposed to be maximum security it correct and it went to country house country yeah. house. um what was your immediate reaction when that happened my immediate reaction was uh, they had the inquiry going and i knew the inquiry was related to that scuffle um or that little like kerfuffle that happened on the final turn which but, even uh, when I first saw that, by the way, I thought that was really weird the way he just went out of his lane. So the idea, so the thought of it was maximum security got spooked. Hmm. We don't know. There was a, there was a theory that there was a cameraman who was at the final turn that wasn't supposed to be there. I have not seen any camera angles of that and neither have I. So I, I don't know if that was necessarily a, 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 a take, but the other thing is the crowd might have spooked him, which happens to horses, and it's not the first time, nor it will be the last time that that happens to a horse. But um, that basically, he he had come wide on the turn and got in the way of War of Will, who was the one horse who had somehow made himself into the middle of the pack, which I was kind of impressed. Uh, and that started a chain reaction of events that knocked a couple horses outside. Um, 
the inquiry came from the 20 horse who was country house who ended up winning um and that inquiry had caused mass security maximum security disqualified now my take on it is that i don't think if you didn't take down bayern from i think was the 2016 uh the year before justified i think uh-huh yeah if you didn't take down bayern who had the almost exact same scenario on a clean track and caused the same kind of kerfuffle and still came away on a win and you can't take down you can't take down this horse i, I just don't think that i don't think that was a i don't think it was the right call i think maximum security still should have came away with that win michael that's interesting um I okay, so first of all, I, I need to express the fact that I am one of those people that like, yeah, I talk a mad game or whatever. I don't want any horses to get hurt or anything. There's a lot going on right now in California with the horses dying. The Santa Anita track, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. If this would have been horses. a bad pileup and horses died, that would have that could have killed horse racing. I mean, that's a fact. So let's take that into account. Let's take into account that I don't want any jockeys, horses. I'm just a nice guy. I don't want anything bad to happen. Now that that's taken into account, <laughs> they need to get more like NASCAR. I want to see jockeys fighting over shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is my take on it. Like, Is that just because you want to see some under 5'5 five, five guys getting a, uh, in a Like, the tail of the tape is they have a very short reach and it would be great um and i, I... <laughs> so michael i think you answered your own question who have we not insulted yeah no we got everybody now <laughs> yeah like i took the rest of them and i insulted them yeah oh um <laughs> i the tail of the tape that was the take of the year right there the tail i the love tape. That there was controversy. I think that is great. I I think controversy controversy though is good like, for the sport. Yeah, I guess I think people are going to care just as little as they did when we got two triple crown winners. In I was about say, well, I think this, if anything, was not damaging for the Kentucky Derby, but for the Preakness and yeah. Uh, the well, following. I think the biggest well, neither neither maximum security are neither maximum security or uh, uh, country house are, are running. See, and that's a huge mistake because the last thing a horse wants that's going to be brought in for study, like maximum security, is the reputation of pulling out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, what is happening? So, um, just to let you know, maximum security's uh, stud fees dramatically reduced and country houses went up. So, reasonably so. They country house they said came down with an illness. It seemed like he was gonna get sick. I think it's a bunch of nonsense. I think that they yeah. are just take I think they know that he's gonna get absolutely smashed in the preakness. I mean they talk about the derby in like the twenties and before were like people whipping each other's horses and stuff. I'm all about that being an era of the past. Let's move yeah. on. Let's not be cruel to animals yeah. anymore. But I don't know if this call should have been made. I I don't think this call should have been made. I think, again, if you don't take down Baron in 2016, you don't take down this horse. If it wasn't muddy, maybe. 
<laughs> the, another take, if Omaha Beach, who was the clear-cut favorite before the Derby got run, um, he was a mud horse. He would have absolutely – he would have won this, this race by 10 lengths. Yeah. So, I also have a confession. If I didn't bet a shit ton of money on maximum <laughs> security, I probably wouldn't care as much. Yeah, that was – You that shouldn't, was... shouldn't have bet any money on maximum security, man. I mean, I wish that I just would have put a few bucks on uh, Country Home. I mean. Country House. Whatever. Country, yeah. Country, <laughs> country, country you know biscuit. what? Yeah, that's a thing. If anyone can say his name right, then, okay, he deserved to win. No one has. No one's reported his name right. It's Country <laughs> House, Country Home, Country Horse. Country Biscuit. Country Road. Yeah. Um, country. <laughs> anyways. So but so with y'all's takes there, the thing that I really wanted to talk about uh, the next time that we got to record, which is now, um, if there is one call in sports history that you could change, what would it be? I'll give it the floor to Michael. Wow. Okay. Um, man. So there's some. Um, wow. That, Maybe I shouldn't have given the floor to Michael. I yeah, know Michael. <laughs> because I didn't know we were going to talk about this. So sorry, I, I just didn't with, know if it stuck with you from last week. It, it did, but I don't have my notes because I had great notes. But oh. um, so I'm going to go with the Wisconsin shot clock violation. Ooh, because that doesn't guarantee a UK victory, but damn, it makes it closer. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just, I would have gone with the Florida play clock violation that didn't get called mm-hmm. if Kentucky didn't win. Mm-hmm. Like, if UK didn't beat them last year, that would be my number one. But mm-hmm. since they did, I'm going to have to go with that was 38 and one. That is my all time favorite team. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. They mm-hmm. didn't win the title. I don't care. That is the greatest team in Kentucky history, and they were just more fun than anything. I watched them play live about 12 times, and it was amazing. Brian? Uh, the tuck rule. Because really? without the tuck rule, there'd be no Patriots dynasty. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> although that is that would be a great take. I'm not going to take that one. Okay. Um, 2015. Cincinnati Bengals versus Pittsburgh Steelers. <sighs> Vontez Burfix's alleged helmet to helmet that was never a helmet. Alleged. Not a helmet to helmet. It wasn't. It, it was, was shoulder, shoulder to helmet. He ducked his shoulder out of the way. He ducked his shoulder out of the way. Well, really, is that the year where the coach the helmet? It was is that the year where the coach ran on the uh, ran on the field and uh, that's the same yeah, game. Yeah, Joey Porter ran out. No yeah. penalty got called. None of that. If See, that, okay. If, if that here's my take hit. on that as a not big Cincinnati fan. Pittsburgh played you. They knew you could. They knew you were the team that has the issue because you can't beat them, and they played that to their advantage. To right, one hundred percent, they did. But, and but it sucks. It does suck. With none of that happens without Vontez Perfect getting that penalty called on him just because That's of his reputation. That's valid. That's that it should it shouldn't have been called, um, and if it didn't get called, then the whole Joey Porter thing doesn't happen. The Pac-Man Jones doesn't think happen. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't trot onto the field with no shoulder and somehow beat the Bengals <laughs> again. 
AJ McCarron won that game. That would have been. Is anybody else ready for that dude to retire? Yeah, everybody. (laughs) I I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I think that guy is just made of cartilage. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's like a bear. He needs to go like hibernate at some point, right? I guess. But but yeah, I mean it it because here's the thing: Landry Jones threw that game away for the Steelers. He threw a crucial pick that put the Bengals in scoring position and allowed A.J. McCarron to hit A.J. Green in the corner of the end zone that I was sitting in um, for, for what would have been the game-winning touchdown, put him up 16-15. to 15. And then that all happened. Yeah. That, it was, I mean, I, I was there live, and that was the, probably the worst moment in Cincinnati playoff history. Yeah, that's, which the is, that, worst that's saying a lot. But. So, so anyways, um, so now to on to so local thing. local question. Oh God! What's going to happen next? For what? Major League Baseball title, NFL title, or Major League Soccer title? Major League Major League Baseball title. Did you both say Major League Soccer? He said, said baseball. baseball. Oh. I said soccer because I still don't have quite enough faith in the other two teams. Okay. I don't think a Super Bowl is going to happen for a while, but I do think that the Reds could. There's a possibility that the Reds could turn into a, a, a World Series contender if they keep on who's this trend. The, uh, who's the Reds' ownership these days? Because they seem to really be trying for that, as Nothing. opposed to football that just wants to whatever. Um, not the Castellini Group. That was the old owners. Who who owns them now? Um, I don't know actually. Oh, goodness gracious. I know the answer to this question, but I'm embarrassing myself by not knowing the answer. Nobody wanted no, to know just, what it, my call in history I wanted to change. I see how it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's probably something to do with LeBron James, but go on. What? No, Dwayne, wait. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're both wrong. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the, the call that I want to change is the egregious miss penalty in the Saints-Rams game. That happened. You want to overturn that this year? You want to, that's that out of all the calls in history, that's the one you want to overturn. You know, I made a joke about that. Uh, now that you said that, I remember that was a joke on my list of that was what I was going to go with and be like, no, just kidding, screw the Saints. But um, that's why I said it. I wanted a reaction. Also, it is it is um, it is still the Castellini group that owns the Reds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, screw but, the Saints. Like that was a you know, to be fair though, that was a horrible call. It, was I mean, a horrible it really call. was a bad call. But is that but the so worst call in sports? No. The worst call in sports is the uh I'm not gonna remember his name, but the uh pitcher who was throwing the perfect game and had the uh throw out at first and they called him safe and he was not. Yeah. Galarraga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, actually. You know what's funny is I called into the Tracy Jones radio show about that. The Okay, cool. I remember that. I remember that call exactly, actually. I think that was probably the worst call in sports. Yeah. And I loved it because the pitcher was, like, heartbroken but said, hey, it's what it calls. And then the umpire or the referee, umpire, whatever, apologized. Said I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was pretty bad. From an officiating standpoint, that's probably the worst. 
Because I mean, let's be honest. I think, in my personal opinion, I think a perfect game in baseball means more than a championship in any sport. Oh, absolutely! It's so it's unbelievably rare. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah, you're onto something there. All right, let's let's finally move on to our deep dive section. Now that we've deep dived into a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we just rename the show Welcome Deep to Dive, the boys. new format where we talk about whatever we want to and you'll take it. Yes. <laughs> Michael's passionate today and we love it. Um so <laughs> Brian came up with these three deep dives just because me and Michael were uh busy with our day jobs. Um so thank you, Brian. Um Thank you for implying that I don't have a job. No, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> we have day jobs, you have a night job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for implying that I don't have a job. I, I'm going to take that one. Whatever. Take that one on the chin. <laughs> you you have a job. You're a rock star. Anyways. <laughs> so uh, the first thing is conference final predictions. I want to start with the East Coast because that one is more intriguing to me. Um, the Bucks versus the Raptors. Let's start with Brian, the man himself. What is your prediction <laughs> in this series? Bucks and six. Six. I was very confident. Bucks and six because yeah. I think I think Kawhi's gonna go off for every single game, but I don't think we're gonna see the same Pascal Siakam or however you say that Siakam, however you say that Siakam. His name. Yeah. Um I don't think we're gonna see the same Pascal Siakam. Um I don't think the the Raptors necessarily have the depth to go toe to toe with the with the Bucks. No, I think and you're I think, right. I think Giannis is just gonna absolutely dominate every single game but the raptors don't have enough you're right what the raptors don't have enough yeah and i think i I think now i will say i think the Giannis versus Kawhi uh matchup is going to be one of the best we've ever seen michael what's your take well i i I think he's completely right but i'm gonna go ahead and throw out the what if scenario okay if Leonard can win this series, he's legitimately can he go down as one of the better or greatest. Yeah. I would agree no, with that. I, I, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, this is his opportunity. He could play well and they could lose. He could play out of his mind and they could win. And then we're all going to be looking back and talking about his performance. It's all there for him to take it. If he, do you think it gets nullified if he loses to? And I, I'll be diplomatic here and say the Warriors or the Blazers in the finals. Oh, I, yeah, I think that hurts you. You think and you forget? Especially if you lose to the Warriors, because it's going to be, uh, yeah, you were awesome, but you lost to the same old. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, but I mean, now if if the Raptors were to come away with the NBA Finals, yeah, Kawhi's one of the greatest of all time. I was about to say, yeah, Kawhi's in that position yeah, of it, if they go all the way, that's still you can look at that as like to the finals, not win it. You still have to look at it as one of the greatest uh, playoff runs. But if they win it, you're you're talking the greatest in history. You're like, yeah, like, I mean, it's amazing, and and I know you're trying to say that to dig at my to love for Michael what Jordan. What happens next year? Yep. Like, okay, he can do this now. Put him with more people supporting him. So, but what is your official pick? Yeah, not him. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on a whole diet drive. <laughs> so, Bucks in how many games? Yeah, Bucks in seven. Okay. In seven. I okay. am taking... Eric Bledsoe's going to win game seven. Ooh. Oh, I like that. I am taking the Bucks in six, just like Brian. Pretty much because I think uh, 
Giannis and Kawhi are going to cancel each other out, and you look at everyone else, and the Bucks just have a better squad behind so, them. So, honest question. Yes. If we look back in 10 years, which one of those two is going to be the bigger star? I think Kawhi. I think Giannis. I think I, Giannis, I think... too. And I think it's unfortunate because I think Kawhi is going to keep jumping around teams, and that's mm. going to be the reason Giannis is the bigger star. So you think Kawhi's going to like Carmelo Anthony himself? No. Yeah, I really do. I like but being a better teammate than Carmelo right, ever right, was. Right, right, right. I think the issue with Kawhi too is and part of the thing that's going to limit him is the fact that he himself is not an exciting person. Like true. He is you know, probably the most boring basketball player you I've ever watched. Giannis is Giannis is very personable he's very passionate the way he talks about how i ain't playing with or practicing over the summer with some of these other players that's my competition that's my opponent like he's really garnished a lot of meanwhile Kawhi Kawhi hits a game-winning shot and just kind of grins and has a weird laugh no no so what's really (laughs) funny is he was super excited you know in the moment which was great to see that's an awesome picture but then the press conference afterwards they're like what was that that like Kawhi?" and he was like it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think, I think he's made, like, I think he's a robot. Almost certain. <laughs> but no, I think Giannis could be the face so of the you're league. you're saying he should have gone to his press conference and was like, yeah, it was a Sunday. But Pretty here's much. my, okay, so here's my, here's my thought process on the, on this conversation and why I stick Hawaii is going to be the bigger star. Because I don't know why I have this feeling, but I feel like I have this feeling. I have this one year wonder one feeling from Giannis. I don't, I know, don't why. know why I have this feeling, but I you know I you know what Brian I'm kind of with you on that. You know like, what I'm saying? Giannis it feels is like amazing, amazing, but I think Giannis is going to have a three year run. Yeah, and then we're going to be talking about the greats. Like you remember you remember when when you remember when Jeremy Lin was like the best point guard in basketball. Yeah, yeah but that like was different. Games. That was because of New York, and that was you know just the fueling, and that was literally half a season. Well, the thing with Giannis is he has shown he we're met, he was taken in the late second round, and he was expected to really be nothing. I mean, when you were once a player on NBA 2K with a rating of 59, you <laughs> your expectations were as low as all get out. And Lucas pulling out the stats, he the, really knows. The way yeah, no, NBA 2K is what matters. Well, but what I'm saying is, it's like they ranked him lower than even what they consider average. So the way he has really progressed, I don't see him stopping that progression because he has proven time and time again, every season he's going to come back and be better at something else. See, and that's I hope, why. I hope because he's a freak of nature. Um, the Greek Anthony freak Davis is a freak of nature too, and Anthony Davis is great, and I, I love him so much because like, awesome Michael's about player. to get emotional. <laughs> I know, I, am, dude, I love that guy. <laughs> but if I'm going to be realistic, he's not living up to expectations. That's true, and I think Giannis is going to be in the same boat. He could have been the greatest of all time, but he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think I, that's where both of those guys are going to end up. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really, I, like I said, I, I get a short run out of this guy where I feel like Kawhi is yeah, staying. No, I, he's already I, proven that he's. I win. honestly, man, Kawhi might be the. He might be the future. 
He really he could. He, he could he be. Is that good. See, he's I, already he's already got himself a you know a, a clutch championship moment under his I, belt with Spurs. Too. I think that when LeBron retires and they make him the new logo, that Giannis <laughs> is going to be the face of the league. If they didn't make Jerry, if they didn't make Michael Jordan the logo, they for sure aren't making LeBron James. I mean, LeBron's yeah, done Jerry more though. Be the logo for the rest of his career. Everything like that, but that's another argument. Um, but <laughs> I, no. you're wrong. But it's okay. No, yeah, you are completely wrong. LeBron James, I need to see where this goes. That man is destroying his legacy. Oh, I agree, hundred percent, absolutely crushing it. All right. Absolutely crushing it. Let's let's move like to the West, guys. It's okay. It's, it's okay, Lucas. Dwayne Wade's still great. You, you so actually talking yes, about he is the uh, the best shooting guard of all time, in my opinion, Dwayne Wade. He's pretty good. Um. So this is a um this is a a follow up on on this. This actually transitions very well into my next uh topic here. Um. So this is the first playoff series in a while that we've had without LeBron James. Okay. Do you think because of that, there's been a lot more overall star presence than in recent years? Are we not even talking about the Western Conference Finals? Oh, right. Sorry. I completely forgot that there's a whole other series going on. <laughs> it's all right. Everyone else is forgetting about it, too, because it's <laughs> just going to be the Warriors. Um, So, uh, real quick, because this really takes no time. How how many games for the Warriors to win, Brian? Five. Michael? Yeah, five. Okay, I think six. I think Dame goes off for one. I think Dame really goes off for one. I think six since there's no KD for the first game. And you know, uh, honestly, I think just I, I honestly think um, they they have something to prove without KD, and when he comes back, it's just over. Yes, agree. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Brian, to your question about the stars. I think that LeBron not being in the playoffs has allowed this to happen. Yeah, absolutely it has. Because um, nobody cares about LeBron James right now. Um, can you can you read off the names that you listed in our uh, group chat? Because I want to hear you say the names again. So we're talking about Kawhi, Giannis, Pascal Siakam, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Nikola Jokic. Um, we're you talking about... You didn't say all of Giannis's name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can say it uh, correctly. I know. Michael yeah, no, I'm the now. one that can't. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, obviously, this all comes in conjunction with the fact that there's Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and, and Draymond Green and when Kevin Durant comes back. I mean, do you think LeBron James, like it, because it's, it's so very much not LeBron James versus the Warriors this year because I'm very tired of that matchup. Yeah, it's pretty much the field. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but let's be honest. Okay, so let's take this. I know where we're going with this. LeBron James is still the best player in basketball today. Um, he needs to build a team around him. I would not, not say that right LeBron now. is this the is best. Great... Oh, you don't think he's the best right now? I would say KD. I was actually leaning towards KD. Yeah. I think I can, no. I'll say, okay, okay, okay. LeBron James is the best player in basketball until the day he retires. I'm gonna I'm gonna respond with this. I think I think from on the offensive and defensive on the offensive and defensive perspective, uh, I think LeBron James is all around like front to back the best on the court. But I think that KD makes more of a difference because KD is the most unguardable player in basketball. I was about to say the the thing. So KD. 
So there's an argument because ESPN was advertising the Warriors is like without their best player. Mm-hmm. Is KD hands down their best player? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree. You think it's Steph? Yeah. I don't agree with that at well, all. Well, see, I don't, I don't say Steph. that because Steph makes some poor, poor judgments, as we saw with that dunk that was missed. Steph played, in... a, Steph played an absolutely trash first couple rounds. By Steph's standards. He stepped up when he had to. Okay, sure. okay. Tell me what, what by Steph's standards means because fourth quarter Steph is better than anyone right now. When he's that's hot. Fine, but that's fourth quarter Steph. There's four quarters. When he's hot, but he's always hot in the fourth quarter. No, no, not this playoffs really, except for the last few games against the Rockets. When needed to be. Okay. True, true. But the Kevin Durant is the the x factor the re you know he's is he the x factor though because i feel like the warriors won multiple titles without him oh no i kd as far as this team okay is a luxury not a necessity i mean that's... okay so therefore who is the most important player <laughs> i think if you take out i think if you okay take kevin durant out of the equation i think if you get rid of any other pieces of the warriors they don't win i think they're all i think draymond i would put draymond clay thompson i would put steph curry i put them all in the same plane because i think them as a unit are i i think i think one piece makes enough of a difference to take away a title see i think uh, you i think you take out durant and they still win the title i think, I think you, you take, take out, out curry and they don't i think if you take out curry and you keep durant they still win a title i don't i disagree Hmm. Yeah, that I mean that is an interesting take though because I mean I, it's don't a good get question. me wrong, they're both amazing. I am not downplaying either one, but I think Curry's more important to his team than Durant. But I will always feel like the guard that has the ball in his hands is more important than any other player on the court. Well, I mean he's the best shooter in history. I mean, in terms of who is Durant? No, 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 Steph Curry. Uh, yeah. from especially three point range. Um, but I think but that's the future of the game. True, but I think KD has a better entire game. I mean, he he plays better defense than Steph, and he has a seven foot two wingspan. That's why. No, that's and great. And, and no, don't forward. get me wrong. I agree one hundred percent. KD plays better defense. And then you're all, not going to outscore. You're not going to outscore Seth. Well, Steph. <laughs> don't get it sorry twisted. wrong <laughs> wrong guy um no, but he does that's the have you not been watching the playoffs he's been scored uh K, katie's almost averaging 40 yeah okay and, no and, i and get that <laughs> but this is no i get that but this is my argument was great steph is the distributor not steph katie is, steph is the distributor but at the same time like it's easy to distribute the ball when there's 20 seconds left on the clock and KD is furiously clapping his hands because he's going to make the shot. <laughs> really okay, easy to distribute okay, the ball. But I honestly think if KD were to be the guy and Steph went out, they're not going to win the title. But actually, but, side note, the person that has the most assists on that team is uh, Draymond. Well, yeah, Draymond's awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think I'm I just saying, think- no, KD is one of the greatest players ever. I think Steph is more important to their team than KD. I I'll agree to to the Warriors only. That is the situation where Steph is more important. 
I'm going to agree to disagree with both of you, but it's okay. But I think just yeah. the Warriors. Like, All anywhere right. else you throw Steph on a team, KD is the most important. So, that's – you're – okay. So, you guys are wrong. Let's move on to the next <laughs> <laughs> So, but ultimately – but ultimately, I, I do want to talk about, you know, I do want to talk about how it feels like – so, I'll, I'll kind of explain my thought process behind this question. Um I felt like, especially in the mid-2000s, even with LeBron in the league, but not necessarily because he hadn't won a championship, people were doubting him and what have you. I felt like in the mid-2000s, you had all these stars. You had Tracy McGrady, you had Carmelo Anthony, you had LeBron James, you had uh, you had Dirk Nowitzki, you had Chris Paul, and, you know, eventually you had Blake Griffin come in. You Say had, his I mean, name. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Say whose name. <laughs> you know who. Who? Dwayne Wade. <laughs> um, you had Chris Bosh. Oh, how, how funny would it have been if I would have said Chris Bosh before Dwayne Wade? You I was so I mad. was getting really salty by the people that you listed before him. Um, but but I'm saying like, and and you had Ray Allen, you had Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. I mean, name after name after name after name after name. You just had so many stars in the league, and I felt like you had those stars in the league, but they didn't mean as much. I felt like this playoff, uh, like this this whole entire playoff, you know. I, I wanted to say series, but it's a series of series. But they, it, it, I felt like there are more stars coming out, and I feel this, like there's a lot this, more recognition. This playoff showed that the small market teams still are able to get superstars that we just don't get to see on a day-to-day basis because of the coverage. And so the casual fan is finally getting exposed to that with the playoff time, seeing that, you know, Damian Lillard uh, – Siakam, Jokic, I mean, all of them are finally getting exposure. uh, Jamal Murray. You know, they are getting now just the chance to not be overshadowed. And I think that that's been good for the league and for the casual fan to finally have more to look at. I I understand what you're saying. I think um, it's very similar to when Jordan was declining. And that's what we're having with um, LeBron is there's a lot of great stars. None of these guys are the superpower like LeBron or Michael. No, so we're just but, waiting for the next superstar. But there's somebody that you can get behind, like CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. If you're someone who admires a loyalist, you can get behind them. Same with Giannis. Okay, um, no, they're great. But there's no way the NBA is going to push those two as their star. No, that's no, true. no, not going to make that's them true. money. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be make them money. It's it's so Kevin Durant and LeBron James right now era. that they're going to push. Like, if you look post Jordan, there were a bunch of great players, but none of them quite had the draw that Jordan did. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal did pretty darn good. Yeah, you know what? That's valid. No, no, that's valid. That kind of shuts me up. Yeah, Tim, but Tim I will Duncan, say Mono, that Drew right Lobley, now the Tony league Parker. has neither of those. Uh, the Tim, league has hold on. neither Lucas, of those. Uh, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, and Tim Duncan did not draw even a fraction of what Kobe and Shaq did. Yeah, no, not even. A fraction. But does the league right not now have those. anybody that can come into those two guys? Um, I, I think if you Giannis. were to, I think if you were to stick, hold on, if you were to stick Giannis or Kawhi on the team with KD, they would. I think Giannis is starting to Anthony get to that level. I think Anthony Davis could if he was with another star. If if Anthony Davis was with was with either one of those guys too, yeah. Like yeah. say you put now I I the only person the only star I don't um put in the same conversation as those guys is 
Kyrie Irving because I think Kyrie Irving's a team destroyer. He is. Yeah, no, he I agree. He cannot 100%. be your number one. So let's take let's take a look at the guys coming in. Can, is there anyone that's coming in that can fix that? Is the next superstar a guy coming in? This is, is a loaded Zion question, Michael. The next guy. Yeah, J- <laughs> uh, John John Morant. No, I'm not, I'm honestly asking because he's fantastic. I think I think Zion can be the next guy. I I still kind of worry about him getting bowled over by the hype train, but yeah, I'll say this. This will this will be this will be my hot take on that. If Zion gets drafted by the Lakers, he will be the next guy. How would I he think, be drafted by the Lakers? I think Zion is the type of player that could walk into the league with middle fingers up to everyone else and succeed. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody else that has come out recently that can do that. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Again, I still worry about the hype train. <laughs> what? What? Okay, you say that, but what hype train worries you? What part of his college degree uh, career did not live up to the hype train? That's true. No, I, I mean, you're absolutely right. But he also did play with two other five-star recruits. Yeah, and he also flew over people. He was the best college <laughs> player since Anthony yeah. Davis. I love having Michael like petitioning for Zion with how much he no, hated no, Zion's I'm coverage. I'm going to go to sleep tonight and throw up <laughs> because I'm doing this. But he's the best player in college basketball since Anthony Davis, and it's not even close. Well, that's very true. That's very true. There's nobody who who did, yeah. College yeah. basketball wise, absolutely. But at the same time, Anthony Davis was supposed to be the next guy, and it's turning out that he's not. Well, he's still pretty awesome. That's not. He's still pretty awesome. And, but that's the thing. Does Zion turn out to be pretty awesome, or does Zion turn out to be the next goat? It that's depends on I'm... whether or not he stays healthy. It depends on where he, he goes. By New Orleans, because they suck in everything. If <laughs> if he goes to the Cavs or the Knicks, then I don't know what happens to him. If he goes, yeah, if he goes to either of those two, I kind of, it's curtains. But if somehow the Lakers end up with the top pick, which I'm telling you, man, it's very li- unlikely, but what if it happens? <laughs> you can keep dreaming. Anyways. But I'm just saying that it's almost, it's almost feels like a setup. So, okay. I mean, I feel like the Lakers deserve the first pick since they were just the worst. They but, were bad. Yeah. So. I want to move on now to the last deep dive question, and that is what does the future look like for the conference semifinals losers? And I want to break down each team with you guys because I think there's some interesting ways these teams are going to turn out. Starting with the 76ers and um, Kim Kardashian crying face Joel Embiid um, (laughs) in their organization going forward. Michael... Do you think this is a situation in which they build from this or could was this maybe the chance the one shot 76ers had it going deep into the playoffs? No, I'm glad you picked me first because I usually base all my thoughts on Tim Kardashian. So <laughs> um that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> um yeah, she sucks and <laughs> The um, that's it. That's the only take. There were some other people we forgot to offend. And whatever. No, I I really like this Philadelphia team. They're not there yet, but man, I really enjoyed watching them play. Like I, I, if they can keep their pieces together, they're going to be exactly back to where they are right now. (laughs) 
That's losers. <laughs> I mean, though. next year, I mean, basically, they're going to be in. The... Is, basically, Michael's take is if they don't change their roster and keep their coach <laughs> and go to the playoff next year, they'll end the exact same way. No. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> My take is this team is built enough. And I, I actually had this written down. I think their biggest move should be getting Kyrie and get um, on their team next year. And I think that's a title team. Well, that's Oof. a very hot take. I think that's a bad idea, but I have a second what, hot take. What, what, what about that's bad, though? How does he not Kyrie Irving, Irving and Jimmy Butler on the same team? Jimmy's that's not staying water. there. Jimmy's going to go. He's a free Where agent. Is, what if yeah, he does? No, he's not, though. They can resign him. He's got one year left. They the the plan or the rumors are is he might be the one only one to head out to LA with LeBron. Um, Don't Jesus, the yeah. guy's a loser. JJ Reddick from their starting lineup. Here, here's my thing is, and if you if you replace JJ Reddick with Kyrie and then move, um, God, what's his name? The guy that was playing point guard but should be their center. <laughs> ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Yes. He, I'm telling you, that is a championship. If you can lineup. get Kyrie to play the two rather than the one, then yes. Um, why? Why is Kyrie playing the two? Why isn't he playing the one? Because he's a shooter. Did you not see what he just did to the Celtics team that was the favorite all year? He destroyed. Them. Were they the favorite all year? Yes, they should have been the favorite all year. Yes, well, now the Bucks, they weren't. The Bucks were- the favorite all year. The Bucks yeah. were the favorite all year. But yeah. they they he destroyed the young team. The the players have regressed. Uh nobody could do anything. The man he shot took, he took twenty percent from three my and thirty percent from the opinion was You add Kyrie to that team and they make it to the finals. Do you want to know my hot take, Michael? My hot take yeah. is the 76ers are never going to be better than they were this year until they get rid of Ben Simmons. You know what's oh funny is I was I God, was on that, Ben Simmons is awesome. I was on that take for a little bit and then Ben Simmons went off in game three and I was like, okay, he's pretty good. No. They <laughs> need to get rid of Ben Simmons. He's a liability. The, there nothing about his game translates. The man doesn't try to do anything that will better himself. He needs to learn how to wait, shoot the wait, ball no, from five no, feet no, I'm or more. Call, no, I'm not going to let this go. <laughs> how does he not do anything to better himself? Please explain that to me in layman terms. He has been in the league <laughs> for three years and okay. still has not found a way to shoot from five feet or more from the rim. He's yeah, no, that's point guard. he's gotten better in all three years except in shooting. So go ahead. No, please continue. No, <laughs> the, the shooting is his biggest part. Right. So he's a six. There's never guard. been a player in the history of the NBA. That was awesome in everything but shooting and then eventually developed that. I don't that, see that's what I'm checking. I don't see him <laughs> developing. The man can't even shoot a three pointer if he wants to. He's a six foot ten point guard. That yeah. means nothing. Magic Johnson was a six foot ten point guard. Yeah, he Ma- Magic shoot Johnson would like to have a conversation with you about how you don't know about basketball. Magic Jeez. Johnson could shoot better than no, Ben could. Simmons. Not when he walked no, into the NBA, he couldn't. He took no, he time couldn't. to develop. 
he no, needs. He ba- but even when he could, even when he could shoot, he developed it into a, a, a. He could shoot in the post. That's the only development he made in the shooting game. Well, he, he needs to start making post. progressions because he's not made any. That's the That's issue. The worst take I've ever heard in my life. It's the issue. Yeah, no, he is. He is one of the future players of the NBA. That no, legitimately Luka might Doncic be... is better than Ben Simmons. Like they That's just wrong. He's better get... than him. Luka Doncic. Okay, no, he's good, but no, he's not better than Ben. I, Simmons. That is my take that I've had since the beginning of last year is that he was going to be better than Ben Simmons, and he was this and year. I, and I respect I that because so. Lucas, I feel like Here's... you know a lot. But <laughs> Dwayne Wade's retired. If you want a hug, I'll give it to you. The time for the new NBA has happened. You but could, I'm just. But I'm, holding, you know I'm sorry. I'm holding. I'm gonna hold true on this. Ben Simmons is garbage. No, no, wrong. that's fine. fine. Not everyone can be right. If you want to say the wrong <laughs> course, that's cool. That that just helps me. So we'll, go ahead. We'll, Dude, we'll, if you re- like Lucas, if you really want to, if you want to be the Max Kellerman of this podcast, then the Max Kellerman. I mean, when I when I'm right in two years, y'all will just. I'm it. just saying. Uh, here's okay. Here's here's my thing. First of all, Luka Doncic is fat. Um, <laughs> He's 19. <laughs> yeah, dude, no 19 year old in the NBA should be fat. Okay, so we obviously save these podcasts, right? Yes. Lucas, I want you to tell me what you want me to do in two years when you're right and I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, I got to think about that because that uh, there. Mm. I mean, I'm down for anything because there's zero chance you're going to be right. <laughs> no, I want both of you to admit that Dwayne Wade is the better shooting guard. Of all time, then who? Then Kobe and Michael. You're an idiot. Okay, yeah, because Steph is better than all of them. You're an idiot. You're both idiots. <laughs> You're both idiots. <laughs> okay. Anyways, right. whatever. We're gonna move Let's on from this. Let's on now. I can't remember. Okay. The future. The future for the conference semifinal losers. We were on the 76ers, which is where this Ben Simmons diatribe went for, and I still haven't given my take. Oh, yeah, go. Give your your 76ers take now. So, my feeling is that if Markel Fultz would have panned out, this team would have gone to the finals. But he didn't. But he didn't. So, they are one missing piece away. And I don't think that missing piece is Kyrie. But I do think if they did get a a point guard, you know, or or even if they got an adequate shooting guard um, who could, you know, pick up the slack when Jimmy Butler is shooting the ball too much and not making it. Um, or, you know, when Joel Embiid somehow gets sick again. I don't know. I think that was the biggest factor. Too, was <laughs> Joel Embiid just kept getting sick. Can we talk about the Joel Embiid versus, um, oh, God, the commentator. Um, I'm going blank. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the on biggest TNT. Battle- Charles what? Barkley? Yeah, Barkley and Bede, like, rivalry. You know what's funny is it's very it's very similar to the, um, to the, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? JaVale McGee versus Shaq rivalry. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It really actually is. It's very close to that. It's a group of guys that are good but not great that get, like, just completely. I don't know. Can I say butthurt on the thing? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so butthurt by a player that's better than them talking crap about them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but like, 
but anyways, um, but I, I really think, I think that like everybody was talking about the matchup, you know, um, uh, like all the matchups on the court or whatever. I think the biggest matchup uh, that was had in the series was Joel Embiid versus Joel Embiid because he, his immune system really let him down. And I think that was the X factor in the series. Huh. So anyways, that's my take on the 76ers. All right, on to the Celtics. Uh, we can all just go ahead and say that Kyrie is the 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 reason why. Can we all agree to that? Yeah, it, it just sucks because Brad Stevens is really one of the top three coaches in the league, and it just got ripped apart by Kawhi or by Kyrie Irving. Just ripped apart. Danny Ainge should have traded Gordon Hayward before the trade deadline, in my opinion, to try to I save don't this think team. So. I don't think so. I don't think it would have saved this team. I don't think I don't, he could have added any piece. I don't think any piece of this team. I think if you remove Kyrie and put Jason Tatum as a starting point guard, this team wins a series. I'm just meaning in the, I think that would have put them in a better situation because now they're going to lose Kyrie. They have Gordon Hayward's astronomical uh, payroll, and it's going to hurt them going forward. Unless Gordon Hayward turns it around, which he, he needs to because he didn't have a really great He did um, not. Season. I think the Lakers and the Celtics are in the same boat. They're just not where they need to be, where they should be, and they're making poor decisions. Agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it was just – it just sucks to see – I mean, this this honestly, this should have been the year that Brad Stevens is like, yep, here I am. I'm – the best coach in the league, but it got ripped apart by the fact that Kyrie Irving goes eight for twenty-two. Says, "Who cares? I won't. I won't give you guys eight eight for twenty-two again." And then he goes seven for twenty-two. Well, did you did you see his uh, field goal averages? He averaged twenty-two percent from three and twenty-nine percent from the floor. That's abysmal. That is absolutely abysmal. Yeah, that's like UK postseason shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. He's burned himself. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. Um. Now, what about uh the Nuggets? Uh, Denver Nuggets. I Nuggets hold a warm place in my heart. So, uh, Jamal Murray is top ten in the league. Whoa, Dang. that's bold. Dang. I'd say it's, top fifteen, but not top. No, 10. I'm telling you, give him a couple years. Top ten in the league. I'll give, I'll give him a couple years. He I'll plays on years. both sides. Mm-hmm. He's clutch as hell. He he's is one awesome. of the he is one of the best defending guards in the league. I'll go ahead and say that. He really, he's awesome. He's, can I, he's really, can I he's say really one of the best. something though that disappointed me about them? And it it's really sad because I'm a very big proponent of this player, Jokic. He fat. No, who cares <laughs> if they're fat and they're amazing? Okay, that doesn't mean anything. You don't have to be athletic to be successful in this league. Okay, I mean, as fat a too. fat guy, I commonly root for fat people. So, so anyways, that's why I like Zion Williamson. Jokic. The thing that disappointed me was he is the one that did not show up when he needed to. Like, yeah, he missed but- in two games, potentially game closing free throws. Like yeah. that's when you're the star of the team, you cannot do that. And he's he not the star of the team. Murray is right now. He is the star of the team. Okay? He's not. Murray is going to be the eventual star of the team, but Jokic, this is Jokic's team right now. Okay. So starting when is Murray going to be the star of the team next year? Um, honestly, after what Jokic did this season. Yeah, probably uh, the way it ended. So Murray's the star of the team. 
at the start of next season. Playoff performance is what determines who's the star next year. Clearly, Murray's already the star. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Lucas. Yeah, you have to remember that. uh, I'm sorry. I keep thinking. I keep getting Nick uh, Jokic and Luka Doncic mixed up. Jokic is not a rookie. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I know. I was like rookie. What? I, I got to mix up Luka Doncic. They both end in C's. Just, it was a bad pick. So what does this mean for the Nuggets going forwards, though, besides us arguing who's going to be the star or not? Do yeah, I think it's the a very Nuggets... bright future. I think, if they, I think if they get a dominant center, then they're going See, they're that not going to go away from too. Jokic. I think they're very good, but do you think they need to make a off-season move? No. I think so. I think so. For, you, you like do? what? I think I think they need to get somebody who I think they need to get muscle down low. I think they need to get somebody who can absolutely dominate everybody in uh, on in the rebounding game and kick it out. Um, you know, if somebody misses a shot on the three, if that's they can, Jokic, you already have Jokic that. Jokic is that, but but you you can't have that and then a power forward who can't back that up. True. I mean, Paul Millsap so did okay. Y- Jokic plays the five, right? Yes. You need he a plays the four. What Paul I mean, Millsap. Paul Millsap and Paul Millsap is not that guy. Not even close. So can can Jokic play the four? No, you don't want him at the. I four. I meant to say four. I don't know why I said center. Yeah, you want you want him at the center. Yeah. <laughs> so Demarcus I, is not the guy you go get. Demarcus is not the guy you go get. Definitely not. Because Demarcus can't play power okay. forward. Cool. But but Anthony but do, Davis. But I do think if you go if you go. I do think if you go if you go make a move to get somebody who can play a a, a really muscular power forward who can who can shoot from you know you know, 15 out or whatever, but you need somebody you need, you need to, I, the, the, my ideal team involves basically a twin tower set of guys who can just beat the shit out of people. Oh, pardon me. But um, <laughs> we've already cussed too many times. This is an true, explicit but, episode, but who can, who can just absolutely, Woo-hoo! you know, just <laughs> out muscle everybody down low, kick it out to your best shooters who really is just kick it out to Jamal Murray. Uh, yeah. So that Jamal Murray can shoot the ball 700 times a game and be the next Steph Curry. Basically See, what you know what, though? I don't think Jamal plays that way because I he think doesn't. that's the way. You know, I think that's the way they play in uh, <clears throat> Phoenix. I yeah, think that's true. How, like, Booker shoots the ball all the time. Murray's better. I agree. I agree. Because Murray, Murray has a way, he has a wider skill set for sure. But yeah. I think the more you get the ball in his hands, the the better. And I think. Rebounding is a is a key part of getting the ball in your superstar's hands, especially in the offensive rebound. If somebody else takes a shot and miss, you have a chance to get it to your superstar who may be, you know, set up for a better shot. So I like if you had a situation like the Thunderhead with Kendrick Perkins and Serge Ibaka with the shooters they have on their team, mm. they're they're unstoppable. Yeah. So that that's that's what I want to see out of the Nuggets. I think this team's set up for that. I want to see them go far. Um because they've worked really hard. They have a lot of young guys. Maybe uh, Vanderbilt will be some sort of help or Michael Porter Jr. next year. We have to remember that they're on the bench hurt all year. So It's very true. Um, it's very true. Oh, wait. Vanderbilt was hurt? That's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. You know, sorry. sorry that was the year. Michael is now. like attacking Big Blue Nation all of a sudden. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> so the last team that just got knocked out is the Rockets. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there that they just need yeah. to blow it up. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I put them last for a reason. And that was that reason. Exactly. Because I thought you guys were going to agree with me. Really? 
I think uh, okay. Let me let me have this. Let me let me pose this question to you guys. Are would you put James Harden in Russell Westbrook territory? No. What you wouldn't. A, what do you mean? The guy who tries to do too much and oh. just completely shreds the part shreds the game apart for the guys who are actually out there playing basketball. See, no, I think uh, I think Harden's better for his team than Westbrook. Yeah, I I wouldn't put Harden there. He there's times where I feel like I want to put him there, like where I do get frustrated with how he's like looking for calls, basically trying to get them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think but, he ever intentionally puts them in a bad place. If anything, he but, gets put in a, a bad guy, place. A guy, a guy who shoots the ball as much as he does during a game, I think, is absolutely never good for your team. Never. never. No, I can agree with that. Yeah. But I think that's the way they built their team. Mm-hmm. I guess I just the I lack of Chris Paul showing There's just up. a more successful Phoenix. It's just not gonna. It's just not gonna win. No, it's, it's not. not gonna it's not win. gonna win a title. No, not at all. CB three, CP three is the issue, and they're in debt to him for like forty million a year the next two years. Yeah, I don't get what it is about Chris Paul. Chris Paul has all the makings to be a point guard who could win a championship, but he just doesn't. Yeah. And I don't get it. He should he should have absolutely he like the Clippers should have at least gone to the finals once. This Rockets team should have gone to the finals at least once. And, and see, I I just think I think CP3 is like the he, he's almost like the Dan Marino of the NBA, where he's never going to get a title, but he's mm. going to get a lot of really great stats during the season. Yeah, he's good. He's just he's just not the guy that's going to get it done for you. It's disappointing. It's really it, disappointing. It is. Yeah. Because I really liked Chris Paul for a very long time. And it just, I don't, it just fell apart. I don't, I don't, it, it, it sucks. It's, it's one of those situations where I feel bad for the guy because I feel like the guy is a fantastic player. But mm. when we all talk about him, we're going to talk about him as being a failure. Which yeah. For, you know, for a guy criticizing an NBA player, that's easy to do. Like, yeah. I cannot do what he does. Yeah. So, like, he's fantastic at his game, but the, it's just not good enough to get it done. The, the issue yeah. with Chris Paul, like, I don't look at it necessarily as failure. I look at it just, like, sad because this man and a lot of people younger than us don't even know how amazing he was on the, you know, New Orleans Hornets. Really a throwback. Oh, yeah, great on that. Um, you know, to his college years when he, he played for Wake Forest. He was, yeah, there, he too. was amazing. I mean, he... He was uh, just pivotal point guard in the league. He, when he was on the Clippers, he was really great too. He just had – it, it's more sad to, to me rather than like just saying failure because it's like this dude should be remembered as one of the best and instead mm-hmm. there's going to be that little cloud. And, oh, he had all the yeah. makings to be the best point guard of all time. He just he was on, he, he got drafted into an absolutely trash Hornets team that never did anything for him. And then he, he, he fell into a lot of bad luck. Uh, well, you know what? Clippers, that could be said a lot, though. That's the curse of the NBA draft. Yeah. I mean, take John Wall away and put him on a legitimate contending team. Put John Wall on the 76ers and they win a title. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, uh, and... I mean, but that's the problem. Yeah. The weak teams draft the good players and then they waste them. Yeah, that's so true because now there's a whole thing with a lot of fans in Washington are mad that they pay John Wall this money and they're like, we're not even getting anything out of him and are pretty much trying to throw John away. 
And but it's not even nearly on him. It's not it's even not? nearly on John Wall. Yeah, I know. He's just had absolutely no support. His best support was Bradley Beal. Yeah. And but... Bradley Beal isn't going to win you a title. No, not at all. So, so I mean, it ultimately, and I think, I, and I, again, that, that's kind of the same conversation that you know that we have here. Um, now, things might change in Washington. Um, a certain Kevin Durant might end up out there. We thought but, that the last time, and that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't see it happening this time. If he I goes out east, it's going to be New York. I still think he's gone. I don't. I don't think he's going to go to New York. Well, really apparently the rumors is he's actually planning on staying, and then the Warriors plan on shipping out Draymond. Um, That'd be fine too. I feel like that seems more accurate. But I, I think I, I honestly think like, I honestly think Dude, sit, New York would be the worst Draymond decision he could make. To move up your draft pick and take PJ Washington, you lose nothing. True. That's good. That's PJ Washington great. Is very much good. A, he's a very much. Do you want to? Do you want to be a general manager, Michael? That was a great. Uh, no, I really analysis. Do. Um, for the Louisville team, I really do. <laughs> they, okay. They will have so many Kentucky players, though. True. <laughs> so I think think that's a good stopping point on our deep dives. So again, with this new show format, now we're going to move on to what everyone's truly been waiting for, even though you had no idea this was part of the format. Um, an hour thirty six minutes into the show, we have Michael's. Trivia Tuesday, um, where he it is the best part of the week. Yes, where he gives us trivia and makes us uh, either be astonished or look hor- horrible. I mean, it's just one of those few options, and it, it is sponsored by Urban Meyer twenty twenty one. So Urban Meyer USC twenty twenty one. Get it right. Sorry, I'm I forgot USC. Um, so Michael, what is our trivia for Trivia Tuesday? So I've got a couple questions, and I'm going to go themed for this week. Um, Kawhi Leonard made an amazing shot to win the series. Mm-hmm. He is an amazing player, one of the best in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But he actually came from a mid-major college. Yes. And it made me wonder what other mid-major or lower players have had success in the NBA. Okay. So how many Division Two players? Played in the NBA this season. How many Division Two? Yes. Like just in the entire NBA or the playoffs? Oh, good lord! Just the entire NBA. Okay. Um. Is it? How, first off, how many players are there in the league? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say sixty-five. Okay. That's a lot. That's a 10. lot of Division Two players. I'm going to say 10. Okay, one. What? One? Yeah, it's freaking Kawhi Division Leonard. Two. They were good. They were to play in Division One. Who? Who's yeah, the one? Uh, Jalen Morris for the Milwaukee Bucks. He oh, played see, at Beloit College, Long Island, New York. See, what I'm doing there is I'm thinking like Damian Lillard, who went to Cleveland State. That's uh, that's not Division Two. Yeah, that's that's, major. that's the, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what so I did that, there. That'll come into play. <laughs> so outside of uh, question two is outside of the Power Five in the Big East, which I kind of feel in basketball is part of the Power Five. Uh huh. How many mid mid major players are still in the NBA playoffs? Um, geez, hold on, I can. 
Yeah, like I'll be honest with you, this week's questions are hard. Um, um six. Really tough. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three. Michael. Yeah, how many? <laughs> six was my guess. Three was three. Uh, Brian's. Okay, yeah. Fifteen. Isn't that crazy? Fifteen? Well, I know. There's four teams left in the NBA, and 15 of their uh, players on their rosters played mid-majors. Well, I mean, Dame and C.J. McCollum are two right there. and then Well, like Steph Curry? Yeah. Uh, um, McKinney? Uh, where did Clay play? That's cr- uh Clay was not one of them. Um, oh. Didn't Clay do uh, Washington? Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, San, San Diego. Diego State. Yep. Yeah. Jeremy Lin was at Harvard. George Hill was at I- IUPUI. IUPUI. Tony Snell at New Mexico. That's uh, That's crazy. Yeah, that's no, nuts. it's a lot. I was actually really impressed by that. I thought that uh, because I'm obviously a big proponent on go to one of the major like UK, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, if you want to make it to the pros. But there's some legitimate proof that no, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good players go everywhere. They're not always yeah. spotted. So my Although, last question is think, how many the biggest... of the top 15 NBA all-time scoring leaders Went to the mid majors, top fifteen all time. Yeah, scoring leaders. One, three. Okay, Lucas. Three. The answer is four. Ooh, four. Number eight all time is Julius Irving at UMass. Okay. Okay. Twelve is Elvis Hayes at Houston. Okay. Uh, okay. Thirteen is uh, Keem Lajuan at Houston. Okay. And 14th is Oscar Robinson at uh, UC. Nice. Dang. Four. Interesting. Yeah. And LeBron James, high school. Once again, honestly, as a UK fan and somebody who preaches, you got to go to the big schools to make the NBA, this really actually shuts me up. (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, you can have legitimate success in the NBA going anywhere. Yeah, that's true. But also, this was all before John Calipari had some players go to the league, you know, over and over and over again. All, a lot of the players you listed. So, you yeah, think we, we that currently... maybe, maybe, maybe the trivia question in the next, like, five years is how many players in the final four teams went to Kentucky? And the answer is going to be, like, 30. Well, you know what's funny about that is this year is going to be the first year that there's guaranteed an ex-UK player to win a title because we have a player in all four teams. Yep. That's pretty cool. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious that it will be like eventually John Calipari would have to be rooting against himself (laughs) in every (laughs) single – like how do you determine like which one of your players you love more? (laughs) Easy. Whichever one you get the most payback from. Um, So – Great. So apparently, with the whole uh, Evan Daniels um, logging uh, Jaden McDaniels as a questionable thing, uh-huh. Dante Allen opposed, uh, apparently tweeted out like a laughing emoji at that, like it's a done deal. 
Uh, okay, cool. That makes me more comfortable. What are you doing, Dante? Um, I I honestly think Dante should redshirt next year. Yeah, he really should. Especially I, coming I, off I don't his see a, I don't see a way he sees the floor. No, um, not at all. He's not ready, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So that was great uh, Tuesday trivia, sir. Um, Thank you. This I, Tuesday trivia brought to you by <laughs> Enter Sponsor here. <laughs> Urban I want Meyer. a sponsor. I want. I want a sponsor for my trivia first. We'll make it happen. I like promise. we all three have segments. This is a competition. Which <laughs> one of our segments is going to get a sponsor first? I think I'm going to win because I'm cocky. But you know, you let me. Know. <laughs> right. Honestly, honestly, I hope I hope the uh, University of Southern California sponsors my segments. Oh my that gosh. would be the greatest thing ever. Because if, I think they want Urban Meyer just as bad as I want him sponsored, to go there. Oh my God, that would be the greatest. <laughs> if they sponsored hashtag Urban Meyer USC 2021, it would, that would be, be I'm gonna groundbreaking. Send, I'm going to send them an email and ask them if they want to sponsor the end of our show. Do it. Um, this is the end of our show brought to you by the USC. So the last thing that we're going to talk about on this show breakdown is the star of the week prediction where we – um, where Brian, by the way, was egregiously misspelled with a Y um, in this um yeah it's really bad yeah we that's my bad my brother-in-law spelled it with a y yeah (laughs) we each pick an athlete that we think will have the best week in sports and break down why so because the person who created this idea is michael let's start with you sir who is your gonna is uh yeah i can't speak star of the week when you host the podcast english has to be your best language i'm gonna go with quite leonard i'm taking the easy way out okay i think he is i think he's actually at the beginning of a great story i want to read the story of how he came from whatever to be an nba champion i'm actually removing myself from golden state winning to put it all behind quiet leonard wow that's that's I mean that would be amazing. I'm not I'm, I I just think it would be a great sports story. It would. I I would watch that 30 for 30. Brian? Um you're going to hate me for this. Oh no. Logan Couture. Uh Who? He is a He is a <laughs> He is uh he is a player for the San Jose Sharks in the NHL. You really uh, going hockey on this? Well, I will say he he has ninety six points and uh or he has, yeah he has ninety six points in his last ninety seven playoff games. <laughs> Who's still in the uh, NHL playoffs? San, I, San Jose, St. Louis, and the Bruins, uh, Boston, uh, and Carolina. Okay. Wow, that sounds boring. Yeah, but uh, agreed. But anyways, yeah, he has. But think about this. He has ninety six. He has forty three goals, and ninety six points. The assists count as points as well. Yes. So he has forty three goals and fifty three uh, assists in his last ninety seven games. I mean, yeah, that's, that's impressive. impressive. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's. But crazy. I. But anyways, um, Sidney Crosby's the best player in uh, NHL though. Actually, the Penguins are trash this year. So. Well, yeah, but they won two titles in what the last four years. And they still are trash this year. Yeah, Alex Ovechkin. Anyways, 
Anyways, Ovechkin sucks. Alex Alex Ovechkin got in a fight with a nineteen year old. Um, is that, Ovechkin is, that... is like exactly like Russia. They were great a long time ago, but they don't matter anymore. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, go back to my, the Stalin uh, anyways, area. My um, actual my actual star of the week. Uh, my actual star of the week is, is going to be uh, Giannis because I think he's just going to. Yeah, he's pretty fantastic. I just think it's going to be. I'm going to take the easy way out, and I just think he's going to score think... seven thousand points in a week. Okay. <laughs> I think y'all I, are going gonna... to. Okay, I'm going to venture this. I'm okay. going to venture this. So the re- the NBA record uh, for playoff ga- uh, like for points scored in a playoff game was I think sixty three, sixty two by Michael Jordan. Sixty three. Sixty three. By Michael Jordan. I think we have the highest likelihood of that getting broken in these uh, conference finals. Interesting. I think I think somebody. I I'm gonna say that I would not be surprised if somebody broke that record. And if it's Giannis or Kawhi, then even better. You guys ready for my star of the week? LeBron James. <laughs> no. Dwayne Wade. What's no. Dwayne Wade doing this week? <laughs> No. Best commentator of the week. Uh, no. Uh, my star of the week that I'm going to be focused on is Kevin Durant's left calf. Um, <laughs> I will be watching that like a hawk. It is his better cast, to be uh, honest. And it, if, he, if his left calf gets better and works through this, then the Warriors are going to come out and dominate uh, the 76 or 76ers, the Pacers, or geez, the Trailblazers. I'm going through all the wrong things. Um, and if not, then I think that the Trailblazers do put up more of a fight against the Warriors and make their lives a little bit harder than it needs to be. So I'll be watching you, left leg, left calf, to be more exact. Uh, that's probably one of the best. That's probably one of the best uh, stars I've ever heard. I feel like you should start a Twitter account that is Durant Durant Left Calf. (laughs) And all it tweets is... Stuff all the time. Be like, hey, I woke up this morning. (laughs) Was still attached to the foot. Good start. Little tense. Little tense today. Don't know if I'm going to be jumping around as much. Kevin landed a little funny today, and I felt like somebody shot me in the back of the head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, I think this is uh, a good... Kevin's pretty pebbles today, and I just disagree. But I'm a foot, <laughs> so what the hell should I say? All right. I think after an hour f- and 50 minutes of talking sports, we're all finally losing our minds. So uh, with that being said, I'd like to open the floor up to any last uh, hurrahs that you want to throw out there. Michael, we'll start with you. Yes, Kentucky's going to win the national championship in basketball in 2020. All right, that's a lie, uh, Brian. Um, two takes. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are probably going to win only eleven games next year. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win more, the Browns or the Cavs? I think the I think the Browns might take this one here. <laughs> Actually, has there ever been a team that's only posted single digits? In the win column? No. No. No way. The Cavaliers would be the first team to do that. The Bobcats, <laughs> the worst team in history, went um, 10 and 72. So I'm going to say Holy the Cavs. Holy crap. Is that a real stat? I'm, real stat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> wow. I'm going to say the Cavs are going to go 9 and 73. I can find some guys at the park near me to win more than 10 games. Jesus. But I, on top of that, yeah, so. 
I wonder if you can make a bet on that. I wonder oh, if it's a prop bet I was make. wrong. Well, they didn't play a full season, but the 2011-2012 Charlotte Bobcats went 7-59. of Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So, that's not full season, though. They're really the first team to play 81 games and only win 9 of them. There, there has been one team in the history, though, to win less than 10, I have now learned. Um, the 72-73 Philadelphia 76ers went 9-73. and 73. Mm, I wonder how many times <laughs> so they played. bad. I wonder how many times <laughs> they played Wilt Chamberlain. It, I'm ready for Louisville to get a team. That, yeah, because you're going to be the GM. Uh, Brian, continue. My, uh, my other take is that... Uh, that uh, I'm I'm gonna keep my ear down to the ground in uh, Pasadena, California, making sure that all the right phone calls are being made. We've already made this joke. Big job. Um, yeah, I'm just I admire I admire USC 2021. It's happening. And mine is John Gruden refund check of a hundred million dollars coming your way, Night. Oakland. I um, don't think so. <laughs> John Gruden, the smartest guy with a Oh my god, he's an idiot! <laughs> I couldn't even make this joke. <laughs> when We're... the Raiders make the playoffs this season, uh, you just wait. Then I'll no, okay, admit so that. What that. No, no, that, let's be serious right now. Okay, we got to make a bet. What are you going to do if Gruden makes the playoffs, and what am I going to do if he doesn't? Oh, jeez. Or the other way around. Yes. What are you, you going to do if he doesn't make the playoffs? And what am I going to do if he does? Hmm. Personally, I feel like I'm just going to sit here like it's a normal fucking Friday because he never is going to make the playoffs. But I think <laughs> if they don't make the playoffs, Brian should have to do an entire show talking like John Gruden. Like an idiot? <laughs> I, 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 would, I would actually I would happily do that. Oh my gosh! Never mind. We can't do anything you'd happily do. Yeah. Um, no. Um. Well. Oh man. Let Let's put a pin on this, and we'll come back next week with terms. I and want a musical episode. Oh my gosh. I Not want Brian to do nothing but sing for an entire episode. <laughs> that oh, would. If Gruden could not make the playoffs, and you know what? I am horrible at that. No, and no, if no. Gruden no. does make the playoffs. I'll sing for an entire episode. No, that that would be too much, and we would lose viewers. Okay, <laughs> there. Who the winner? Okay, uh, you safe. The whoever the loser is has to make a two minute song about John Gruden to go at the beginning of the show. No, I think I think I was right. What do you mean? I think the singing an entire episode thing works. I do not. <laughs> people are not going to listen to that. Really? I feel like people would love to listen to that. Um, It'd be the worst musical ever made, which would be fantastic. Oh my gosh. I don't want to listen to that. (laughs) I kind of want to hear Michael sing for an entire episode. (laughs) Which is really funny, because no, you don't. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. All campus scene, Murray, Kentucky, 2001. I was part of, I was pledging the fraternity, so they made me sing. The guy that was instructing that pulled me out and said, I need you to lip sync. You are horrible. (laughs) If I made it that time, I can help you, but I don't. So please don't sing. You're going to make us lose. 
That's what you have coming if Brian's right. Oh my gosh. Oh my Please gosh. be right, Michael. Please be right. <laughs> All right. I think this is a good place to stop it. We've officially lost our damn minds. Um, so everyone please review the show if you remember that we said that two hours ago um and give us five stars and then comment whatever you want to comment whether it be uh some emojis or something you want us to talk about like share do all that support say uh, your favorite host whatever you want to do. yes uh, that was that was like me to sing, whatever <laughs> do whatever show that you're listening um and like share support SeatGeek. go to seekgeek.com use code double technical for twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase uh hashtag urban meyer usc 2021 uh, hashtag hey lucas i would like to throw out if you don't mind yes this is a uh new format that we're trying guys um this is something we all put a lot of effort into so if you have a few moments we'd really love it if you give us a uh, review and give us those stars really means a lot to us we'd appreciate it definitely i love an emotional michael it's so isn't it so soft brian just very soft it's his tenderness right <laughs> almost as soft as almost as soft as Jokic's belly uh, i knew you were gonna yeah okay that, that's it all right you yeah everyone you guys know Jokic used to be fat everyone <laughs> enjoy the rest of your week and we will be back to talk to y'all on tuesday thank you peace out